Hey everyone, welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. I am Lena Abijamra, the host of this podcast. And we are in a special edition called the Leadership Edition. And we are excited about all that we're learning here together. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you've subscribed to our podcast on iTunes, the Hope Podcast. And I hope you've downloaded our app, uh, the Living with Power app, or gone to our website and subscribed so that you can get the daily power minutes. Uh, we've got tons of resources for you, all meant to rev your life in Christ up to get you back focused on Jesus. If you're a leader, our goal is to renew your hope. There is hope for leaders, even now, even with the leadership crisis going on all around us. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about the uh, about leadership anxiety, how to fight anxiety as a leader, because it is coming. It's on you, some of you right now, and you feel it, the weight of anxiety. You might have it mildly, always gnawing on you, popping the thumbs, or it might be more severe. You maybe have some things going on right now that make you anxious. Uh, that is not the way of Christ. In uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, uh, he, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Uh, Jesus constantly reminded his disciples of why they should not be afraid. But I want to focus, as I give you three thoughts here on um, Mark chapter 4, verse 35, uh, a story that uh, I love. I love. And so uh, here you'll see it. Uh, let me just read it. On that day, when evening, when evening had come, he said to them, and Jesus said to the disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the couch. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? How to fight anxiety, leadership anxiety. Uh, Here's the first. Uh, Jesus did this so well. I mean, number one, he never lost sight of how the story would end, okay? If you want to avoid anxiety, you cannot afford to lose sight of how the big story ends. First of all, let me remind you, the story is not about you. The story is about Jesus. He uses us. We're instruments in his hands. If you don't know the Lord, then you're living your life here, and then in eternity you have to meet your maker and and, and then suffer the consequences of your disbelief, not because you're not given a chance to believe, but because uh, we're all born in sin and, and are given a Savior named Jesus. And we either receive him in this lifetime or we don't. And, 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 and so um, it, for the follower of Jesus, whether you're a leader or not, we know how the story ends. And so in this life, we're given certain positions of work and leadership and some gifts of leadership versus others who are growing in leadership. But at the end of the day, you got to keep sight of how the story ends. And so how did Jesus avoid becoming anxious, whether it was in the boat or at the cross at Gethsemane? Well, because he knew how then the end of Jesus and disciples was not going to happen in the boat in Mark 4. Jesus came to go to the cross. So if the storm had sunk them and they all died, that is not how the story is going to end. Jesus knew the big picture story. Again, now we, we may not have the same confidence in that, in that we don't know when we're going to die. I mean, that's one thing God hasn't told us. We know we're all going to die, but we don't know when. But we know that if you're in Christ, you really just, your body dies, but your spirit never dies. And so there are certain things you can write down. What are the things I know about God for sure? What are the things I know about myself for sure? And 
Uh, you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be forgiven. You, you know, you just kind of go through those things that you know uh, about God. And that's a great exercise. Someone challenged me once to do that. Write down um, what you know to be true about God. And not just, oh, he's good, he's constant, but sort of the patterns of his work in scripture. Like God always waits until the last minute to bring about a turnaround. You'll see that pattern commonly in scripture. You'll see that he often will um, wait. Waiting is part of God's way with people. I mean, he's not in a rush. And so you start seeing patterns of how God works. Uh, I made a list of it once. I'll have to pull it up and share it with you. But it, it's eye-opening because you kind of then look at your life and go, why am I anxious? This is how God works all of the time. And so uh, the reason Jesus didn't, didn't get discouraged or suffer anxiety is because he never lost sight of how the story would end. See, true vision sees past the present difficulty to the end of the story. Vision sees past my own inability to change the narrative to God's divine sovereignty over my present narrative. This is a huge sentence. We are living in an era where everybody talks about shape your narrative, tell the certain narrative. Ah, sometimes I don't even know what the narrative is. And so the only I mean, vision, true vision, biblical vision, Christ-like vision that is peaceful sees past my own inability to change my narrative. You might be living in a narrative that you hate right now. Maybe your best, you know, workers have left and you're stuck leading a group that you don't even feel excited about. And you're like, how did I end up here? Um, you know, maybe, maybe financially you've hit a storm that you didn't expect. Well, vision sees past my own inability to change the narrative to God's divine sovereignty over my present narrative. This is like the disciples in the boat. They cannot change the storm. But had they just seen past their own disaster to God's presence and sovereignty, and his ability to overcome the present narrative, it would have changed everything. So, and the way to do that is to slow down and remember God. And so you might need to, again, set an alarm clock and four times in, in a day, stop. And I say four times, I don't know. For David, it was seven times. For Daniel, it was three. So you can tell who is more godly. I don't know. I think I, think I need seven times or 70 times. I mean, I'm on the David schedule, but but uh, but we need to get in the habit of doing that. So, so don't lose sight of how the story will end. Number two, how to fight leadership anxiety. Uh, Jesus, he never lost communion with the source of his strength. We're talking a bit about that now. Uh, this is back to Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And this is uh, Jesus' advice to the disciples. He told them uh, that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Uh, and he, he, he does it, of course, in, in the, uh, uh, well, much of his uh, stories and his, his uh, speeches that he gave, his, his sermons that he gave, comparing, you know, he cares about the sparrow, he cares, he cares about the grass of the field, how, how does he much more not care about you? And, and we see that language of encouragement over and over and over again in the Gospels. If you want to be encouraged, you just, you just start reading the Gospels with that, with just with, with looking at those things where, where Jesus just encourages his disciples not to be afraid. And uh, the only way to stay peaceful in the storm is to constantly recognize who is in the boat with you. It is the presence of Jesus that brings you peace, not a change in your circumstances, um, which kind of goes back to some of the stuff that we've talked about earlier. If you're in the boat and Jesus is in the boat with you, but you don't trust Jesus because of your previous rejections or disappointments, or you feel like you're not sure he loves you. First of all, you got to dismantle that lie. All right. God loves you and he's in the boat with you and he's going to stop the storm. And then he's going to tell you what he told the disciples. Oh, you have a little faith. And so I think, again, you go back to Satan's attack on the leader is to make us doubt God's love for us. This is common from Genesis 3 on. 
And so it shouldn't come as a surprise if you're doubting God's love, but it should come as a reminder that that is his technique and we ought to be aware of it and be sober, be vigilant because we have an adversary, but we're victorious in Christ. And so you might need to put verses on your desk or, or start memorizing scripture and start pouring, listening. I, I just recently started listening at the, there's an app called the, I actually listened to two of them. One is the Abide app, that is meditation of scripture. The other one is the, uh, what is it called? It is, um, I'm going to tell you, it's a Bible reading app. Uh, it's called the Dwell app. I think Ann Voskamp talks about it, the Dwell app. Uh, you can download them for free. Uh, no, the Dwell app has costs money. The other one's free, but but it's not a lot of money, and and it just reads scripture over it. I wake up in the morning, this first thing I do now, I just let it read over me, and I, you know, I, I don't always focus to 100% of the words, but 90%, this guy's got an English accent, what's not to listen to it? So it's kind of, it's kind of a, another way that it, you can ingest scripture that is not like how I've done it in the past, that helps me to be more alert during the reading of scripture. So uh, how are you communion with, communing with the Father so that you feel no anxiety when you're facing difficult circumstances? So if you want to stay peaceful in the storm, um, uh, the only way to do it is to move past uh, the, faith, the faithlessness of thinking that Jesus doesn't care about you. It is a faithless thing. Remember that the people of Israel did not enter into the promised land because of their unbelief. And, 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 and my sister recently said that to me, and I said, now you're making me feel judged because what? So my unbelief, like now I'm not going to get into the promised land. I mean, we, we tend to be so hard on ourselves, and leaders in particular. I think if you're like me, you probably think that way too. And you're like, oh, great. If I only believed, then I wouldn't have all these problems. No, listen, the, the Jesus told the story of the man who came and said, look, I... I believe, but help my unbelief because his belief was so small. So Jesus has compassion on people who struggle with faith. I, I think he has compassion on you. And most of us have a little bit more than a mustard seed of belief. And it might not be mountains of belief, right? But uh, you might not be Spurgeon, but you just work with what you got. And, and it's not the amount of your faith, but who your faith is in. Same applies in leadership. So again, you're on the boat. Jesus is there. Um, stop believing that he's sleeping, that he doesn't care. He cares. And if he's sleeping, it's because he's undaunted and unafraid, and he knows the outcome. And he tells you to pray. And by the way, prayer would have simply been, instead of waking him up, jarring him, and yelling at him, he said, oh, yeah, what is going on? They could have just nudged him and said, hey, Jesus, help us out. And there's a way that they could have asked that would have shown faith. Uh, Instead, they panicked. And uh, panic reveals lack of trust. All right, that is a tweetable. Panic reveals lack of trust. Anger, losing your temper, reveals lack of trust. So, so this is important. Look at your reactions, and you can almost always tell where you do not trust. And those are the areas where we need to change. So leadership anxiety, you know how the story ends. Communion with the source of your strength. And number three, Jesus never detoured from the core of his mission. Okay? Um, he, he, that is how you fight anxiety. You're not worried about what everybody else is doing because you're sticking to the mission. Jesus, God wants you to love the Lord your God, all your heart, all your soul, all your might, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That is the core of our mission. Okay. Now he might give you a calling to lead a certain group or to lead a certain, but again, your calling is not to have so many followers or to write so many books or to um, win so many awards. No, your calling is to be faithful and to be Christ-like and to be transformed in the image of Christ. And so start thinking about your calling and you stick to the core of your mission, your real mission. I'm not talking about, you know, you might be working for a company that demands that you have a bottom line and you need to, you know, that's, that's work. 
It's like me. When I see patients, I'm expected to, you know, not kill anybody and to provide the right medicine and first do no harm. Um, but I can do it in a way that is worldly or I can do it in a way that is godly, that is honoring to the Lord. And it shows in the way that I treat people. I can hear it on the phone when I'm in a good place where I'm not anxious, I'm not rushed. I talk with people kinder, slower, and I listen to them more. And and um, and it's because I believe in those moments when I pick up the phone to talk to a patient. My core mission isn't just to get off the phone and, you know, make money but it is to love the person who's on the phone and to uh, be a conduit for healing. You see, there's a difference in mission. Uh, you're not just, you know, putting your time in so that you get promoted. You are actually serving the people that God has put in your path. And so look at your core mission. What is your core mission? And when you deviate from your core mission, you, you get anxious. And sometimes, by the way, that anxiety might serve you well to stop and say, why am I anxious right now? And I get anxious a lot. I'll give you a practical example. Like I get anxious about uh, platforms. I was worried that my platform isn't as growing fast as other people and I'm not as famous as other people, which I don't care so much about fame, but it, sometimes I worry it limits my ability to do more for the kingdom. Like I won't get another book deal. I might not get a, you know, asked to speak at certain places because my platform is not very big. And so I get sort of sidetracked by that and it becomes anxious producing anxiety producing because I think oh man if I can't go my platform then I can't do those things well I've deviated from my core mission because my mission isn't to get asked to speak at a certain places or to write books my mission isn't to grow platforms we've talked about that at the beginning my mission is to be in tune to the father to submit to where he has me today to be content in the place he has me today and to do the best job that I can today and leave the outcome to him so if you deviate from your core mission the automatic result is anxiety and, uh, and so, so how do you, how do you go back to the place of peace? Well, you spend time with him and you, in that time, remind yourself of how the story will end. Um, don't detour from your mission. Uh, follow the father. Don't worry about the outcome. Take care of today. You only have today. So leadership anxiety is, is there. It's going to come. It'd be crazy for you not to have any anxieties. Many of you are carrying a huge load. You're worried about the jobs of the people under you. You're you're worried about your own job. You're worried. I mean, I mean, the list is many. But instead of focusing on the list of worries, why don't you list uh, all that God has done for you? Just if you an easy way to overcome worry, go back and think about the last five years or the last two years and write down the answers to prayer requests that have gotten you to where you are today. And most of the time, uh, those prayers that were answered to get you to today, like. I remember before I wrote any books, I used to pray that I would write a book and God answered that prayer, gave me a book. All of a sudden that became a burden and anxiety because I needed to sell so many books and then I prayed for it. And, you know, on and on, like the very answers to prayers that we pray are what cause us leadership anxiety today. So uh, write down, look at the path of how God has worked in your life. He did this, 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 and that. Oh my goodness. And I was used to be afraid there and he answered it. And then you start seeing the pattern of God's faithfulness. He is faithful. Now you need to just track the pattern of faithfulness. So do it in writing. Uh, just write down a sketch, uh, a life you know, summary so far, whatever you want to call it, and uh, praise him. Take some time and thank him. He's so good to us. He's so faithful. You don't have to be anxious. He loves you. He took care of the sparrow. And you are, he knows every hair on your head. I, I'm telling you, you cannot doubt for a second uh, that just because he looks like he's sleeping in the boat that he doesn't care about you because um, there's a point to that story and the story was to remind us that even the wind and the sea obey him he is sovereign he's in control there's not a storm 
that is going on around you. There's not a drop of water that is coming on you that is not seen and known and under the control of your Savior. That's enough to fill you up with hope. If that's not, I don't know what is. So rest assured that there is a plan and that God is in control of it. Hey, I love you guys, but more importantly, He loves you. Jesus loves you. If you need to know more about Him, uh, check out livingwithpower.org. Download our app, the Living With Power app. You can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, we've got the iTunes podcast. You can you can subscribe. Uh, hey, we'd love for you to tell your friends about uh, the work that we're doing here. Uh, share with them things that you think would be encouraging to them. And more than anything, rest assured um, that God has a plan for your life and that He's going to accomplish it in due season. So you just keep waiting. Stop worrying. And let's meet again next week. 